from the depths of people being fuck faces welcome to a new episode of podcast and bullshit i am your host kayla i am an essential worker i hate people wear goddamn masks and gloves and stop being fuck faces with me today is robert beach say hello I am also an essential worker for some apparent no, reason, not. and I have yeah, that's that's what my county freaking said I am for some dumb reason. Even though we can totally work from home, no, we have to have office hours, even if it's limited to I don't know two people in the office. But we only have like eight people in the office. It's dumb. Travis anyway. Foster, say hello. <laughs> I am an essential worker, but things like get to work at home. But hey, you know what? If you're getting your medication. Maybe don't yell at the people who are getting your medication. Don't be dicks. How about that? That's literally the only thing I ask. Like, just be normal. Oh, your audio sounds weird. Yeah, I'm working from home and helping you get your medications. Fuck off. Don't be a dick. I just said that your audio is <laughs> fucked up. I didn't do anything. It's Not you, you <laughs> asshole. Yes, me. You're yelling at me. You're yelling at me. I am not some I'm old yelling. cranky woman trying to get her meds. Listen, let, let, let's, let's get introductions out of the way. Dylan Tierney, say hello. Uh, so I'm an essential worker as well. I will say my clientele has been very understanding, very calm, and like, hey, thanks for doing what you're doing. You guys are great, all that stuff. So I, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd still rather just kind of be at home. We got new Hearthstone expansions coming out and all that, so I'd like to just chill at home. But you know what? As I'm, as long as the people I'm serving aren't being dicks, I'll be all right. And Brendan Lundy, say hello. I think Diddy Kong Racing is a bad game. <laughs> there we go. Let's do it. Brent, Let's Brendan, do this. Okay. No. No, no, no. I'm supposed to be the one uniting everyone here with my dumb bullshit. No. You're not no, supposed but, to be the one doing it this now, time. But see, now Brendan is spitting facts. Oh, ah. Okay. Jesus. Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, one. God. Swimmy, a, slow ass, oh, foggy boy. piece of shit. It's so it's bad. A bad game. It's a bad game. And it has, it has three bad mm-hmm. uh, modes of transportation. A ship. A, a yep. ship, a cart, and an airplane, and they all suck ass. The worst power-ups yep. in any uh, cart game <laughs> ever made. Yep, yep. Diddy Kong Racing is one of the worst games to ever come out. <laughs> and the fact that they tried to make a Donkey Kong Racing for the GameCube, which would have been mm-hmm. trash shit, is upsetting to me. Well, they scrapped it because yep. they probably knew it was bad. And you know what? I'm glad we've just alienated probably everybody my age because people fucking – people on the N64 – they drag off the two things. It's definitely Mario Kart 64 and Diddy Kong Racing, and both of those games. Two aren't of the very worst. Good. Two of the worst. Worst uh, kart, kart games ever made. They're so I, bad. I will yes. say 64 Mario really Kart- doesn't hold up besides battle mode. Battle mode's kind of it's the saving grace. It's not even a good battle yeah, mode. It's a plain fucking. Well, I mean, crash they, didn't have, they didn't have a battle mode in in Super Mario Kart to my knowledge. Or they was, did. Was, no, was they I was playing SimCity when this was happening, so I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> there was <laughs> a there was a battle mode in the original Super Mario Kart. There is a really good battle mode, and then the N64 came out. And you could have four players play, and everybody's like, "Oh my I, god, you could have four well, so players here's play!" Also my, like, here's also my here's the thing. Super, uh, Super Mario Kart's also trash. It's not a good game. It's not. It's, it's not. kind of the worst. Yeah. It's, I, it's I not. hate it's kind the layout with the map. Like game. I hate having the map cut in half. I'm, I'm playing it by myself. I want the whole fucking screen. Like at least it's Mario Kart before you toggle of, the maps. It's kind of a perfect uh, cart game. It's the only cart game that actually has true strategy. It is not just a bullshit randomized 
oh, let's just pick a, par- uh, a, a power-up and we'll win. No, it has strategy. You have to get coins and everything through. There's not been a good Mario Kart game since Super Mario Kart until Mario Kart 7. What? Prove uh, me wrong. Okay. Whew. DS was good. That's a, that's DS was good. It was just that's a, DS was. I like DS Mario Kart. DS was horribly imbalanced, but it was still good. It's the it's the best one before all the good ones. But the, here's, I, here's I said, the thing: ever I, since look, ever since Mario Kart Wii, good. they've kind of all been the same game with like minor touches. Mario Kart Wii is not as bad as people make out to be as well. I think I would take Mario Kart Wii. I would take Mario Kart Wii over Mario Kart sixty four easily. Uh, anyone easily. anyone should. Hey, it, it introduced, it introduced Man Rosalina in a pantsuit, so for that, I'm thankful. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're just, <laughs> we're just going to be horny now on COVID-19. Six minutes in, and I'm talking about a fucking seven-foot woman this is in a like the, jumpsuit. Yes. This is like the third time you've mentioned this, Wait. and like two other times were, were like pre-show like bits I was editing like yesterday. Hang on, hang on. Look, it's just on the brain. You can't <laughs> Say, shame d- me for this. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, describe her again. She's like a seven-foot tall like galaxy woman. Okay. Who is wearing a pantsuit uh-huh. and, and is on a bike, and that's Rosalina. Okay, that's all. I thought you said skin tight suit, and I was like, no, so it's not. I wouldn't call it skin tight. I wouldn't call it skin tight. And no, well, okay. so Samus is like, they, is your so is your, okay? I'm saying, is your fetish just giant space women? It's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm okay with that. I'm just asking. Is like, is that what it is? I mean, that's definitely a type. Although uh, after seeing all that fan art of Fusion Samus, that might be my type. It's just mm-hmm, dominatrix yep. vampire but women. She, but she is like seven feet tall, so it works. Well, you yeah, know what? If, 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 if it has to be like multiple different uh, interests compiled into one, then I'm glad it's Samus. So. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> You know, I was ready show? to come in here and uh, I was ready to come in here with, with saying like, hey, guess what I ordered for lunch? A $40 salad. And I was just going to wait. Oh, no, wait. Like, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. What the fuck do you mean you ordered a $40 salad? I I ordered a $40 antipasta salad. Yes. Why? Nice. Oh, well, yes. See, Yummy. You left out. You left out a word there that entirely changes the context here. What's what's the like word? if it was just if it was just lettuce like if you paid forty dollars for just lettuce and ranch like, yeah, it's antipasta salad but yeah that's if you were like I, oh I got I had the Caesar salad that I got from the gas station paid forty dollars I'm like what the fuck's going on with your life right now <laughs> like antipasta salad like that makes sense how big was you got, the antipasta you got an entree salad is what it oh it was, like. it was so, it was okay, like fine. I. I ordered like the catering version, so it was like it was like a big long tray. I just oh. shoved it in my fridge. See, so I can see, eat for the see that's not yeah. bad. You could, that's yeah, not, you could. You can't. Yeah, it's not bad. Fine, fine. You I was definitely, you made, you definitely made it sound no, like you fine. got like a side salad for forty dollars. <laughs> right, like I'm like, what the? No, fuck? you got the it's shitty like, salad from it's, Panera. It's, it's it's not like gas station fried chicken, okay? But you get like two pieces for like fifteen dollars. A Chipotle salad is like that nine dollars. So I'm about to throw hands. That was the Diddy Kong oh, racings of, atam- of attempts at self burns, bud. <sighs> Not good. Fine. Not good. Shit Fine. Good. <laughs> Sorry, man. We're talking about big, big ladies. That's all I can say. That's big ladies. Big ladies. You want to talk about big ladies and what, what about little scientists? Big ladies, big salads. You know, where it's yeah. all here. Well, speaking yes, of car racers, about Crash Team Racing. Yeah, yeah. That, Crash Team Racing announced uh, some new characters uh, you can play as. Um, baby, mm. uh, baby Cart- Cortex. Cortex. 
cart cart is, is that his undercover operation for <laughs> yeah, actually car-tex. making the carts that people drive? Is a show me the cart. Sure. Show me the cartex. And uh, a, a, another character that no one knows, um, unless you play the third game for some re- no reason. No one knows any of these characters. Of... <laughs> no one knows any of these characters. Rob is living proof. Rob is living proof that people do. Okay, I was wrong. I thought there was like three or four original characters. No, they were actually from the Game Boy Advance games. Oh, oh that's Ooh. the only Crash games I played. Oh, Jesus. I think Robert has to publicly disown you now, and you're not even his son. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I've, we've talked about this before. <laughs> I do not remember that you bringing up the I believe we games. have many times. I don't remember him bringing up the yeah, GTA games because I don't remember any of those being good either. So, no, they I'm were. I, I, we maybe maybe not here, but but elsewhere, we have talked about that the only Crash games I've ever played were the Game Boy Advance ones. Hey, they were hot take. Okay. Hot take. There's mm, only go. one good. 3D platformer, and that was Banjo Kazooie. That was it. I mean, Mario's that's the only right good there, one. You, we're, do not, do not, do not. <laughs> Mario, I'm not doing this. I will repeat, I'm not doing this. I will no. Mario 64. Allow Mario 64 allow me to has re- got some allow shit momentum. Me re- allow me to repeat my statement. There's only one good 3D platformer. <laughs> yeah, it's Jack Banjo and Daxter. Kazooie. You fucker. Yeah, it was Ratchet and Clank too because it adds strafing. It's more Jack like Quake, but it was like, also a platformer. Jack and Daxter is not about going. Let's take the Banjo Kazooie formula and make a good game out of it. Well, no, no, Jack and Daxter is a bad Zelda game that they they tried to make a Zelda game. It's not a Zelda terrible. game. What? Uh, it's, what? It's, it's an open world game. How? It's a Zelda game. What? It's a no, Zelda it's not. There's no zones. It's, it's a bad Zelda what? game. What? Oh my god! What do you? Game. No. <laughs> and that says something. You're trying too cause hard. Most because most Zelda games are bad. It says something right there. Oh, oh my god. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> I, like, what the hell? Tia, weren't weird... you, weren't you the one defending like Skyward Sword the other day? Yeah, the I, bad Zelda I said game. Most Zelda games. I said most Zelda games. Skyward Sword's a really great game. Tremendous story. Uh the mechanics oh, weren't yeah. great. That was about yeah, it. What? It's hey, um, so playing. is this the mirror verse? Because what the fuck is going <laughs> on you, here? Yeah, what are you playing? <laughs> We're all punchy. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so, um, slowly been playing Animal Crossing because I don't have enough time in my day right now to deal with fishing for stupid bass all the goddamn well, time. Well, now stupid bass. Now like, stupid I hope you eggs. like eggs. Now they're stupid eggs, but they actually patched that today. Goddamn eggs. What the fuck is this shit? I hate it so much. I have all six types of eggs. I'm done. Like, can they... The ground eggs can't they just have like different color cracks in the ground so that I know not that would to be do nice. them? Yeah, like so pink, I can just get blue eggs get my fucking fossils and just I I can't. They had a patch go out today <laughs> that reduced the uh, amount of eggs and stuff they're they're putting in. Uh, this is definitely oh the Nintendo it game. Is bullshit. I, this is definitely a Nintendo game with like the fastest online response I've ever seen. And that's because everybody's stuck at home playing. Exactly. It. They know if people <laughs> like, people stop playing now, they won't go back. I've only seen the bunny once, thank goodness. Uh, and that was when he told me about the thing. And then I was like, cool. Uh, hopefully I don't have to work that day. And then I don't. So happy. Yay. Uh, but yeah, so I've been playing Animal Crossing. And then uh, I've been hitting like old school games on Game Pass. Ooh. Um, yeah, I, I think I told y'all that i beat i played dragon age awakenings the expansion yeah i beat that um 
I don't have any of my old Dragon Age Origins save files, so I had to play as the uh, French, the Orlesian warden who comes in and becomes Arl. Uh, that was a lot of fun. It's not very long. It's like 12 hours. Um, then I played through a little bit of Knights of the Old Republic 2. Because <laughs> it's been ages. Uh, and I started it on my my PC because I was like, oh, yeah, I can play it on my PC. No, can't play it on my PC. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it plays fine. Uh-huh. Um, it's just that my controller, some of the inputs... Oh, don't really work yeah. well okay. on it so it's like fuck me this sucks so luckily i have an xbox original disc mm-hmm. that is backwards compatible with my xbox one. Oh, that's good did you ever play so I... that mod that re that puts back yes. in a bunch of unfinished stuff okay cool oh yeah no yes of course of course i did yes i figured <laughs> i figured i had to ask Yes, it's yes, it's amazing. Yes, uh, and then a whole bunch of people found all of like the old sound files yeah. of like cut stuff, like Dustin, like Dustin Onassi dying and fucking Corvon, like what? Like he goes insane and you can kill him. Like it's weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, that game is great. Uh, How do you feel about that one? Like, is it? Do you like it better than the first? Because I know that it has its. It has. It's kind of like Dark Souls too. It has its fans, but a lot, I feel like a lot of people are down on it overall. I I did enjoy it immensely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played Kotor One was pretty much like the first game I played on my Xbox. Okay. Because I was waiting for Fable. Okay. And then I was like, Oh, there's a there's a Star Wars game. I'll take this. And it's really. Good. Oh, it's really good. But yeah. and then there's a new one coming out. Yes. <laughs> like I was so. I was super excited. Like I got it the day it came out. And I think I played it all the way through. Uh, <laughs> that like that day, <laughs> like oh, I started wow. playing. Yeah. My parents were like, uh, "Are you okay up there?" I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I'm fine." Uh, played it continuously. I did all of the endings. I did all of the weird romance stuff mm-hmm. because it was like the game that had romance in it. Well, I mean, the first one did too, but this one had like yes. a lot more. Uh, and all of the people like, f- so depending on your characters, like it, being attuned to the light side or dark side, like uh-huh. your, your companions also go to that as well. So if you're dark side and you turn all gray and crackly, like everybody else does too. They get really, yeah. <laughs> and it's real weird. Uh, <laughs> I really, liked, no, I liked I really, it a lot. Okay. I really like the I, ending and like kind of the, the like um like gray morality of that game a lot and i always it was always weird because i think that for a lot of people that informed their whole idea of like uh what a like oh what the gray jedi should be or whatever and um you know the mainstream star wars stuff never got really into into that sort of thing but i always thought it was cool i figured you probably would have Oh yeah, the customization, like the all of the customization for lightsabers and robes and armor, like that was super cool. Um, like how you do it with the Mandalorians, like all of the the weird intrigue yeah. stuff. You yeah. beating all of the the Jedi Masters, which I fucking cheesed the shit out of by <laughs> literally <laughs> littering the floor with like like mines. Yeah. <laughs> with like landmines and just That's let them like blow the fuck up. I was like, this is easy. I can do this all day long. 
Who cares? Uh, yeah, no. So I, I started playing that. It was nice. Cool. I enjoyed it. It was a nice throwback because I really don't have anything besides Animal Crossing mm-hmm. that I want to play right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. kind of in the same boat. I mean, well, I guess not really because I know I'm going to be playing a little bit of Final Fantasy VII. Um, I know Hannah's going to be mainly playing that. And then, um, I don't know. I've seen some positive buzz on uh, Persona 5. I almost said Scramble. I know that's not the one. Persona 5 Royal. Um, I've heard some yeah. good stuff. And I I didn't be, ever beat Persona 5 Vanilla. So now that they made a good one, I think I could actually try. So I guess uh, if they take out that goddamn boat, I'll beat the fucking game. <laughs> But that, if I had to play that goddamn boat, is, I hate it. My, I hate that this, boat so is much. This my time? Is this my time now to talk about Persona 5? Go ahead and let loose. Tell about how Kamashi yeah, is a, a, di- a dickhole. Oh, I mean, he is, uh, so, Persona 5 Royal is great, and I love it, and I love the changes to Kamashita's castle. I don't know, like, I, if this game would have came out in this original version... When the like um, when it released uh, was it two years ago now two three years ago now three years ago three uh, three yeah. yeah yeah um had this been the version that came out three years ago it would have easily been like probably my favorite game of this generation I love a lot about this game uh, I think the battle system was really like retooled so the big thing with Persona is always oh you just find the weakness and that's how you win um. Did someone log into their Switch? Um, like I can hear them doing that. Uh, <laughs> Turn down your <laughs> sound, <laughs> Kayla. Who? Who? who, uh, who what? Hey. Yeah, that's, I know I mean, that's Kayla because I, I, I saw her pop up when I'm playing the Switch right now. Thank you. <laughs> when I turned on my audacity, but I didn't. <laughs> when I turned on my Switch, sorry, I, I muted my, my sound. Ad- that's funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I muted my audacity, but I forgot to mute. <laughs> you've made a, you've made great comedy audio. So <laughs> back to my Persona thoughts. Uh, so anyway, um, the big thing with Persona is like finding the weakness, and that's how you kind of move forward. Um, however, in this game, because they introduced so many new personas, like uh, these are a lot of them are classic personas from. The older games and some demons from uh, Shin Megami Tensei, um, they, and a lot of those demons and personas do, don't have any elemental weaknesses. So what they did was they retooled the technical side so it actually allows you to do a lot more theory to it of like putting foes to sleep and then hitting an attack to do like a technical attack and then you're downing an enemy that way. Like it's just, there's so many cool things. Um, another big thing is... Once you go into a palace, you're not, like, done for the day. You can actually, like, use that nighttime to increase uh, stats and everything. So that's been really great. Like, right now, I am I have uh, a level 2 in my character in kindness – uh, no, kindness uh, – charm and knowledge, which normally it takes forever because you have to kind of piecemeal. It's like, am I going to hang out with somebody today or go to the palace? Or am I going to level up today? And you're able to level up a lot more. So I think that's really cool. It just seems like this game finally was like, oh, hey, wait. People would actually like to play the game and go more in-depth into the system. Let's do that. So really loving it. Um, Loving the new story beats to it. Um, I ran into the new character. I ran into her, like, twice. But they actually have fleshed out a lot more of the stuff. Like, in Kamoshida's castle, like, you actually get more of like the story of Kamashita 
and uh, mm-hmm. Mashima and uh, uh, Shiho. Like, you actually, like, that's actually part of the battle of Kamashita. Uh, it's just really, really neat. I really, really loved it a lot. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I thought it. there was. I thought there were two new. Is there only one? I thought it was two. Two new what? Characters? Uh, characters in the party. For some reason, I well, thought it was two. I don't know why. So so far, I, I know the one uh, who's the one that they okay. advertised okay. for. So maybe later. I don't know. Gotcha. Mm, but it's been, like I said, it's been really great. I really enjoyed it. Um,. So I've been playing that. Uh, been playing a lot of Fire Emblem, uh, Three Houses. Also, uh, I've game. gotten to the times. I've gotten to the time skip with Blue Lions, and holy fuck! Uh, sad boys, yo, and sad girls uh, doing sad things. Yo, he is soup sad. <laughs> what the fuck, Dimitri? Like I was like, uh, like he's like, oh, he's like, oh, hey, I'm this Cyclops character. Then he's just like. I will fucking murder everyone. I'm like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, it was he so took a dark a turn. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he... God damn it, he took a dark turn. Um, so yeah, that was very... Wasn't expecting that. Like, even the reveal, like, when he finds out that Edelgard is the Flame Emperor, Flame Emperor, and he just, like, is, like, uncontrollably laughing and then just beating the shit out of people, I'm like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, so Dimitri's fucked, and I, I'm, I'm so sad for him already. Um, but it also makes me think of stuff like, so I, I did the, I did the Church of Saros route originally, and, like, the big thing is, like, is Dimitri is apparently dead. But now, I'm playing this, and I'm like, was he really dead, or was he just, like, off being a fuck crazy boy? You know, it is kind of like neat how, like, um, you could play through a whole storyline in Three Houses and, like, get that story. But, like, you could play someone else's story and, like, it's it's the same plot unfolding, but you're getting a different, like, a, a different revelation on a character or something. Like, uh, it, and they don't... That's it's, it's like not, a not, Golden Deer. Right, right. Like, And it's not, like, an invalidation. It's not, like, a canon thing. It's, like, no, this is... like. All of this happened. It's just you didn't see this part when you were on this route because you were too close to the action, right? And what you what you chose, like it kind of set the route going through, right? Like so, because I chose Blue Lions, I did get to go find Dimitri because he was coming back there for the anniversary date. Um, because I chose I chose Church of Saros, everybody came back, you know, to the thing because of that. So I'm very interested. Um, I am probably going to do. The my after I get done with this, the last playthrough, which will be um, with Team Edelgard, and boy, I'm gonna do it on Maddening because, like, I I finally, as I finally got into the systems and then started using the systems like they should be used, and like actually start a- assigning abilities to people and then planning stuff out. Hard is very easy. Like, I think I just lost Dorothea, like at this point, like, and I'm kind of in like later game. I just lost Dorothea, so I'm probably going to play Maddening. Uh, but it will also be unfair because I will have a super new game plus on there. And I'm just going to go into their, like, regulator. So I feel really bad for Church of Saros because I am going to be joining Edelgard in my last playthrough. And I'm going to burn those fuckers down. Uh, <laughs> because in every playthrough of this, I'm like, man, you know what really sucks? Rhea. Rhea is actually kind of awful. Um... 
especially yeah. when you're in the Church of Saros, and then she still goes crazy anyway. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? I joined your side. I took over your thing that you wanted, and you still went crazy. What the fuck? So, yeah, I want to murder the shit out of Rhea and take over uh, all of Phandalin with uh, with um, Edelgard. Now, probably romance Edelgard. Um, Fodlin? You mean Fodlin? Phandalin. Fodlin. Fodlin. It is Fodlin. 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 It is Fodlin. What the fuck is this shit? Fodulak. Get out of here. Get the fuck. Get the fuck out. Get get the fuck out. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing that. Um, I haven't really been playing like other than like Animal Crossing, and I'm right now in the process of getting everything set up to get KK Slider. So please come to my town, you beautiful losing dog. Um, uh, I'm trying, but I can't, you asshole. Yeah, open up. Let me in. Oh, Give me the okay. turnip prices. <laughs> I need turnips. So I, I need to get rid of these. Turnips. I I told I told people last week. Well, my turnip prices was one ninety seven a turnip. Not great. They're not like five hundred dollars a turn. A five hundred bills a turnip. But one ninety seven is a reasonable amount for turnip. Nothing to sneeze at. Um, nothing to sneeze at. Nobody wants to, uh, to come in. Now five hundred or bust. Like trash. It's like nine. No, nine I don't. Nine. I don't do that turnip nonsense. I don't do the turnip. I just want fucking stuff. I just want fruits and shit. Well, I'm trying to. Well, I got so plenty I, of fruits. One of the things. One of the things I have to do is I have my fruits kind of um, – so I got the fruit trees, but what I didn't know is you actually need to have two spaces um, in between them for them to actually grow out. So they've been saplings for like two weeks. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So that's that's my thing right now. I don't have fruit for everyone to get at this moment. But as soon as I do, I will open up my island for everybody. <laughs> I have uh. – right now I have – well, you're the only fruit I need because you have peaches. That's the only thing I'm missing. I have, I have oranges. Peaches. I have both of you have what I need because I have oranges, I have apples, I have coconuts, and then my my native was cherries. I need peaches. I'm trying to get yeah. rid of a bunch of peaches, so I don't know what you're talking about here. <laughs> like I I have so many trees in in in, in my on my island, and I'm just like I spend most of my day just like all right. Time to shake the trees to get some coin and uh, stop the wasp from hitting me, so I can hit them with my net. And then I just chop them, chop them, knock them down with my uh, stone axe, so I don't actually chop them down with my with my regular axe. I just you know like knock some wood out and then collect all that wood. And I'm presently sitting here with like close to like a thousand wood collectively, at least in my storage right now. I don't know what I'm gonna do with all that wood, but by like well, you make of, stuff with it. <laughs> the other half is fruit trees. So I, <laughs> I, I have a bunch of fruit. So it's, it's, it's what, I'm, what I'm trying to convey here. Yeah, me too. I've, I've been well, uh, slowly just like throughout the island replacing, not replacing all my peach trees, but like here's some oranges here and there, some pears, some apples, all that shit, man. Wait, you have? I have oranges and peaches because my mom sent me an orange. Nice. <laughs> and then I have a coconut. Cause I got went to an island. Yeah, I have been doing that too. All I've been getting are fucking those dumbass peach and coconut islands. I hate. I've got yeah, like the fucking bamboo uh, island once, and I haven't gotten like the tarantula or the fucking shark island. I want sharks. God damn it. Me too. Uh, That's Um, seasonal. Oh, that's 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 gonna become like winterish time. 
It's fucking blows. Winter or like no no I something in the fall I think. I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. Look, I haven't I, time traveled. I just, I just learned I did it once. I haven't either. God damn it. I did it once. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I just learned that I have my trees too close apart, so I, I don't know. But now I'm. Yeah, now I'm I, 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 I noticed that too with some of mine. Yeah. I did that with my bamboo. So now hey, Brandon, what have you been playing? What? I wasn't uh, done with the stuff I was playing. What the hell? Uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead, TL. Keep 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 going. Um, uh, I'll yeah. I'll just keep standing here. Okay. You, you um, have a desk? I also. Yeah, I have a standing desk. Okay. <clears throat> I also decided. You know, we were talking about games that are that were wrongfully persecuted, in my opinion. And you snap I your Skyward Sword copy in half. Okay. I found, I started. Oh my god. Team again. Uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. So Brendan has opinions. Does he? Final Fantasy Thirteen. It's a, it's a better game than people make it out to be. Um, it's fine. It's better than Final Fantasy Two, I guess. It's fine. Uh, it's better than Final Fantasy Eight, but that's a different story for another day. Um, <laughs> probably the oh, other... <laughs> turn to a Muppet. What the fuck? You just fucking a Winnie. <laughs> He turned into fucking Miss Piggy. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, I think that um, I mean, there's there, Hope sucks. I can give you that, but he's the only bad character, which is a which is a really weird thing. Which is a really good thing. Snow's Snow's really dumb and boring. Yep. Is Snow anywhere? Yep. Any Vanille? other protagonist? Um, but that doesn't make him fine. good. Yeah. That doesn't make him good. I don't. You know what? Here's the thing. The re- all right. No. You know what? I'm not gonna get into it. Go ahead, TL. Tell us about. I would. I would love. I would love to hear you get into it. But anyway, lightning um, is just a worse cloud. No, she's not. You know what? She's actually probably like the third best protagonist in the Final Fantasy series. Oh, um, my God. oh man. <laughs> There's three better protagonists in Final Fantasy VI. Uh, There's 14 well, better well, protagonists in Final Fantasy VI. And I don't one know of them was Crash about. Bandicoot. Uh, Final Fantasy VI. Um, has no main protagonist. That's why that game is that game. Um, but no, so I, 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 it's really good. Um, I think it's even good before you get the Grand Pulse. I know everybody's like, oh, wait till you get the Grand Pulse. I mean, I you just love pressing. Fine. You know what? It's fine. You just love pressing this the, the square button or the X button. It's fine. You just love pressing the one button for like 20 hours. I get it. It's real thrill ride. No, I, there's a very you know, I've heard, in-depth... I... <laughs> There's a really oh, in-depth. No, uh, ba- there's a really in-depth. There's a really in-depth battle system that it has. That uh-huh. you know what? Yeah. If you actually took your time to learn it, you would understand it's a really great game. Um, so and then, why hey, you know what? Hey, be wait, able hold to on, just hold fucking on. one on. button it. Nope. Wait. Nope. The battle system is is excellent. You're totally right. It's too bad that you can't really get into it until 40 hours into that stupid game. <laughs> that's why that game, game is bad. So it's a six-hour game. So exactly. The last twenty hours. The last twenty hours is not good, or is the only good part. And then it. And then and and the first forty is so boring. Uh, I, <sighs> you don't want to hear about the pulse fallacy and the fucking grand pulse and. I think here's the big here's the big secret about me and like ninety percent of the RPGs I play. I actually skip the story, unless it's well. That explains one. everything. Like you don't care about that the story, then you know it's like you don't care about it. <laughs> here's, it here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
Why, why I like Final Fantasy VIII better than than most Final Fantasies? Sure, fine. But because uh, <laughs> it's one Final of the Fantasy worst stories, of stories all time. not. It's pretty bad. Final Fantasy VIII story is pretty bad. Um, no, I just Final Fantasy thirteen is. I think my the reason I don't like it so much is just because it takes so long to get to the part that is good, and I just have a lot of like it's not a bad game. I don't actually think it's a bad game at all. It's just I just it's just very frustrating that it's it held back so much of its best stuff for the last 20 hours. And that first 40 hours is a slog. It's just not that great. I don't think it deserved the hate that it got. That is my, that is my big, that is my big takeaway from it. I don't think it does anything different than final fantasy 10, uh, which takes forever to get final fantasy 10, final fantasy 10's linearity is, not as annoying. I will say that Final Fantasy X certainly is a very linear game, but the reason that Final Fantasy XIII's linearity is is what it is is because there isn't... I mean, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. There's no towns. There's just You're just kind of going through a corridor for 40 hours, and then all of a sudden it opens up, and when it opens up, it gets pretty good, but you're just kind of going along and then some things, you know, happen in the story and you keep going forward and then some and like it's like it boiled down the the JRPG uh plot or or pacing to its most bare bones and it, it just I don't know, it's just not fun to just press forward, get into a battle, press forward, get into a battle. Like mix it up. Final Fantasy XI mixes it up. You, there's a lot of uh, you know towns and whatnot to visit. There's some optional content all the way through the the game, and there's you know a bunch of mini games and stuff. Final Fantasy XIII didn't have any of that until you get to the last twenty hours of the game. I understand what you're yeah. saying. Anyway, I'm just, just saying that Final Fantasy XIII is really great. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I started playing that, and then. Uh, that's really been it. I've been kind of just watching a lot of stuff on Netflix and Hulu and all that other stuff. Uh, finished through King of the Hill again, which is really great. Uh, it's a good show. And I really hope they never bring it. Like they're they're going to talk about a remake. I hope they never do that. Don't do it. Leave it. Just, leave it alone. I don't want to hear. Did you know there's modern sensibilities on King of the Hill? Did you did you know that like there are way more episodes of American Dad that you've never seen? Uh, yeah, because the last three seasons have been out. on TBS. It is so it's wild to me. Like I've just there's like I was watching this. Like there was an episode where where uh, Stan goes to fight Santa again, and then the Krampus, who is his 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 dad, teams up with him. The fight Santa is just ears alive. There's an episode where Haley becomes an influencer and then gets like taken to some South American slave camp or something, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah there's there's mo- there's multiple seasons of American Dad you've never seen, and there's already not a, a huge amount of people watching American Dad anyway. So, right. I was gonna say I haven't seen most of this most of those episodes at all, regardless of where they are. Exactly, but it- I haven't seen any of it. There you go. So I think, it's, I think American it's all, like, Dad is a good six. show. American Dad's yeah, a good, good show. There's just so many seasons. It's yeah. it's the best Seth MacFarlane created thing, and that is a pretty low bar. Is it? I, like I still say that I like the, the first, the yeah, first three seasons of Family Guy are pretty great. They're okay. 
And even the reboot, the the like oh five oh six seasons, like uh, I didn't hate them. Like it was still kind of at its like that. That's most momentum back then. It's it's more annoying to me. Well, I mean, I it was think just because I think like, it was adopted life. by an entire fucking annoying like Freddy bro culture of like that's all you fucking watch is Family Guy. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the it's the Rick and Morty thing. Like Rick and Morty right. on its on its surface value is okay. Mm. It's just that Rick and Morty's fans fucking suck. No, no, Family Guy is a is, is it's a lesser show compared to Rick and Morty here. I didn't say. Yeah, but I like. Mm. I didn't You're say that. Is no, he just Rick said the fans are gross. Yeah. Yeah, he just said the fans yeah. are gross. Okay. okay. You sound like a Rick and Morty fan there, Robert. <laughs> right. Well, you know you what? Really, I fucking you am. Really though, like a, a, I, <laughs> you really sound like a, a, a regular Rick and Morty <laughs> fan there, Robert. No, but T.O., you don't get it. He turned himself into a pickle. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's kind of smart. It's a, show, it's a show that's way too smart. You don't understand. So I really, really, <laughs> to, real, real fast can't do it. To start to get away from family therapy, and the therapist deals with people who suffer from coreophagia, which means eating their own poop. And hey, it's, Smith, uh, season I, Sarandon. Smith, I didn't know y'all eat your own poop. We don't. <laughs> Neither do I. Funny joke. It's one of the greatest jokes of all time. Also, Jaguars in that episode. <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it was just been really weird. Uh, just like in this whole time of social distancing and all this other jazz, like I've watched so many TV shows. So I started watching Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, today, uh, which is a oh god, yes. that's a show, a really great you would show. Like, you, you're uh, gonna love that um, show. That's yeah, you you should love that. So oh, I, I already do love that show. I've like, seen you either it, yeah. love it or hate it. No, I think he. Like, oh, no, how I dare they do show. this to the, my favorite Hanna-Barbera Hanna characters? Well, he, well my favorite Harry Theo doesn't have actual reverence for the, like those characters, like on a like a pedestal or anything. Oh, uh, yeah. he's kind of known as the biggest Hanna-Barbera yeah, like, defender. It's one of those things, like you know it well, but it still can still recognize it sucks. I mean, I'll, I've talked about Dragon Ball Super <laughs> enough on this show. I can let you know. I'll let you know. And there's only I only defend one Hanna Barbera show as actually being tremendous. Was it Hong Kong Fui? Okay, Hong Kong Fui. Got Kong it. Actually yeah, it's Hong Kong Fui. He has a he has a Hot Wheels car of the Hot, Hong Kong Fui van. I do have the Hot Wheels car of the Hong Kong. You Fui. do. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yep. But yeah, that was um, so. Yeah, that's all I've been kind of doing. Gotcha, gotcha. It's tremendous. Well, I have been uh, rap- not wrapping up, but uh, sort of hitting a wall in Monster Hunter Iceborne, uh, Monster Hunter World. Um, it- it's just one of those things where, you know, you've kind of fought all the monsters except for like one or two. Um, and you're in this big post-game zone area where you're fighting a bunch of monsters pretty much in a row just for parts and for like – it. it- I still can't properly describe the guiding lands. It's very difficult for me to describe what you actually do or what it's about. I just know that uh, it's this weird amalgamation of all the other lands that you're trying to level up a little bit at a time. Um, and you, you're supposed to only focus on like two at a time for some reason. Um, and the higher the level gets, the harder the monsters get in those levels. So I have to start grinding out MR uh, from uh, what I've been told. Which just means you fight more stuff, you get to a higher level. 
you're able to level up your lands or something like that. So I'm I'm stuck in this uh, purgatory fight. for a little bit. And you can fight Silver Rathalos and Gold Rathian. Well, I'm not. See, I'm not Hooray. there yet. I think I have to be like MR fifty or something. Um, That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, That's and I'm forty nine, so I'm almost I'm almost there. So, and, but those those parts are actually very what tough. you're what you're really working towards is Ruiner Nergagante, which is like MR one hundred. Yeah, something like yeah. that. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot. A lot of numbers. A lot of a lot of stuff like that. Um, all the while doing like the Sephajiva stuff and like it, it's not boring yet, but I'm starting to see the end of the line. It seems that's like. the time to get out. That's time to get out. Oh no! But I don't want to drop it. I I want to yep. fuck around with more weapons though because Safi's just throwing the best stuff I at mean, me. What I mean by that's time to get out is like that's the time like if you're feeling like you're ready to just step away, just step away. Step away don't, for a little bit. Yeah, there's, there's other games yeah. to play. Um, so I've, I'm still rocking like, uh, so as we talked to I was talking about the hunting horn and I'm, I'm trying to learn it a little better. Um, it's just, I don't know exactly how helpful I'm being because I can't see by design. You can't see the numbers in monster hunter of what you're actually doing. Um, I can see that like my songs are affecting people and this, that, or the other, but it's hard for me to gauge exactly how much of a support I'm being. So I'm also at the same time looking into a bunch of support decorations and support skills, free meal, um, uh, friendship, yeah. stuff like that. Very helpful. You just go in the full support route. Yeah. I mean, for, for hunting horn, it seems like uh, it fits pretty yeah. well. It's a good, yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. So. Honestly, here's the thing is like, as long as you're, as long as your songs are hitting and they're doing, they're benefiting someone somewhere. And I have the, in that game, extender on any that, buff so. is, yeah, any buff is helpful. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, although I, I, I still play it safe with Insect Glaive um, when I'm like fighting a new monster for the first time, just so I can kind of gauge like what their animations that's are. Smart. Although I will yeah, say, uh, fucking Tempered Behemoth is no goddamn joke, Ugh. and that's a high rank monster. Yeah. I'm on fucking yeah. master rank, you know, almost fifty, and he's he's a he's a real piece of shit. It's almost like putting Final Fantasy fourteen mechanics in a Monster Hunter game wasn't a good idea. I mean, it's a good idea for most of it, but then when you get to the actual encounter, it's like, well, I don't like that he does this thing. Like, it doesn't really work, and, like, you're going to just instantly die no matter what because he happened to just fucking yeah. traipse along a rock. Like, get the... What's wild to me is that they, they made Safi Jiva a better behemoth. They did. You know? They did. They like, it does all did. of the things a behemoth does, but it does it a million times better. In and a way, that makes a little more sense, more sense, and that's just, it, it like... The, the timing is more forgiving on Safi Jiva and all that shit. And I just want the layered armor and stuff. I just want cool dragoon looking yeah. stuff. And I want my bug to look like a, like a spirit dragon like it does. Because I beat, I beat him on, yeah. I beat the regular behemoth. That wasn't hard at all. Um, but when it gets the tempered one, or I think it's arc tempered, it's, it's fucking horse shit. I can't imagine trying to do this before Iceborne came out. <laughs> Just with, yeah. with fucking high rank weapons and gear. No, that, oh, it's awful. Uh, so I, that, that was the first time I'm like, Oh no, I'm not doing this. Like I, I, I know these rewards can be enticing, but I, I'm not putting myself through it. So <laughs> that was the first one. I just fucking flat out gave up and nobody else has gone back either in my group. So I think we're just all in agreement. So uh, I think at this point I'm just looking for individual pieces of gear um, and, and materials and stuff. And a good shortcut for that is definitely the Elder Melder 
Um, that yes. is that has been a lifesaver for a, a bunch of different situations. And yeah, the fucking slot machine in uh, the Iceborne uh, hub. Uh, what's it called? The oh, the Steamworks. Thing? Yes, yes, Steamworks. Very helpful. Yeah. Very very helpful. So it, it, it's nice seeing like a little little touches here and there. It was like okay, th- like I I might have to grind for some stuff like like the guiding lands and whatnot, but at least I don't really have to grind for materials that much. I kind of always have an abundance. So and some of that stuff that Elder Melder can't get you is kind of you'll start to run into some of that, but it's enough that you can you can do like you know, one or two hunts on a monster and not have to like get its gem or whatever, which is fine. Right. You know? Right. Cause like that, that was a, a lot in old monster hunters of just like, you know, farming for gems. <sighs> like just to, even just in world, you know, it's just or, well, yeah, world proper. like, fuck it. God. Ugh. And then, you know, see, it's, there's a thing. Uh, there's a, I forget what the, what the word is right now, but it's basically just like the game knows what you want and it won't give it to you. It, there, it's that's been a thing in the Monster Hunter community forever, and it's like it knows what you want, and you're not going to get it. Yeah, so that takes that away, right? Right. So yeah, I, like I said, lights in the tunnel a little bit. I'm I'm not playing as much as I used to, but that's fine. Like I I I don't need to sink in yeah. three hours a day every day for the rest of my life in this game. You know, I'll just play it when I can, and we'll try and play some other stuff. I've been playing a bunch of Overwatch recently as well. Um, just kind of circled back to that. Uh, for whatever reason right now, Roadhog is really strong, so I am thriving out here. Roadhog's been kind of my main since day one. Like, even when I wasn't playing him too much, when Wrecking Ball and Sigma came out, he was still a good counter pick on certain maps, and he's still really good at doing that. So, um, they haven't added, like, a lot of new content in Overwatch in a while. Um, and so I'm surprised it's still kind of you know, got its hooks in me, no pun intended. Yeah, actually, it's weird because uh, I've seen a lot of people just in general going back into it, and I would say in the last week or two. I don't know. Seems like it's having a bit of a bump. Yeah, I mean, they haven't had, a, they don't have a date for Overwatch 2, so I don't know when any of that's getting implemented, but they have a new character, uh, Echo, coming. Um, Dolphin? If Whoa. God, if only. She's It's another just Omnic, uh, like, robot character. So, uh, which is fine. I don't know. I, I it, Overwatch, you know, people like this, uh, casually talk about it as like the woke shooter, but you never, you never really want to dig too deep into it because it's really not that. I think people like to just prop it up like that. Just be like, look at all this inclusion, but it's like, yeah, mm, it, it's, it, it's only service deep. So don't try and like, you know, look too deep in that stuff, but it's still, it's still at its core, a pretty fun shooter. Um, I mean, it's probably the game I've played on and off the longest in quite a while. I mean, it came out like four years ago, so, which man, that is nutty at Overwatch. This thing, I still think it was a new game. It's fucking four years old. Yeah. So, but, um, I've been playing a little Hearthstone. I've been, uh, I'm mostly, I'm mostly capturing video. I'm going to make a video, um, about new Hearthstone stuff coming out. Just so like I can actually have an avenue and outlet to to talk about it, um, and show like, hey, this it, you want to know about Demon Hunter? Check this video out. So all that stuff drops as all right. It will already have dropped by the time you're listening to this. So hopefully you'll see a video from me very soon. But um, yeah, that about does it for me. Robert, tell me about 
what you've been playing besides Crash Team Racing, I beg of you. Well, I've been turning Yakuza 0 into an idle game because I'm broken inside. That's Wait, a um, what? That's a sentence. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's this one side hustle game story thing you can do in Yakuza 0. You can be a landlord and buy a property because you're trying to buy a property against against these like um, these enemies called the five billionaires, and they uh, each have like a section in the in in the world that you're in. So you're just buying property, um, you know, gain money, and then after after a certain amount of time, you can collect on that property, and then wait, wait like a good like twenty minutes, and then go collect it again and get more income. Now we can buy more property and then upgrade your own character for different move sets because um, money is also XP. You can invest into certain certain points. So I, I've just been—it's called investing in yourself. I played a little bit of this game. Yes, is it because the game? And you should play more. It does get a lot better. Oh my god! I know. I I know. I know. I know. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Um. You'll get to the point where it's like this is this is a lot of fun, and then you pick up this one item, and then you realize you hate yourself and you hate this game, and then you unequip that one item, and you realize that's 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 just broken, because like it makes every enemy super aggressive and makes it unplayable. But like once you unequip it, then then it becomes far more manageable and, and uh, easier to play. But yeah, it, it is still. There's still a lot of stuff to do in that game. Oh my gosh! Like it's, it's it's just immense. I'm I'm at like chapter eleven, and it's it's just now like tying the two storylines together. Um, at that point, because you you're playing as um series regular um Kiryu, and then you're also playing as um the um the Vegeta of of the Yakuza, Yakuza huh? what? universe. Majima. Uh, Majima. Majima? Yeah. Mm, okay. Majima, yeah, it, it is. It, it it is neat, and, and like I, I've been spoiling myself here and there with uh, Kiwami One and Two, and noticing like how much like oh Zero really sets up the stage for Kiwami One and Two because like Kiwami One you're you're just primarily in, primarily in Kamurocho, and then in Two you're in uh, Soto Sotoberry, and you're in both those areas in Zero. And it, it, it's it's been, I I I I'm I'm about like forty some odd hours in, and I'm only like at like thirty six, thirty six percent of the way done, but like probably more. But like it's counting like every little bit of like achievements in there, where it's like, hey, get really good at darts. Like, hey, also bowl a turkey in in, in bowling, and achieve maximum friendship with with, with these characters. Or collect all these um, lady cards, you know, mm. or go on, or or like f- figure out how how to how to score a date with these three people. Because like it, it's it's <laughs> it 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 could be pretty frustrating because you're trying to get to this one part. Oh gosh, and then it's one sub story, and. There, there, there's, just, there's just like mechanics you didn't, you don't realize are presence until you look up a guide, and it's like, oh, the color of this lady's bikini dictates what type of result I'm gonna get. 
So yeah, it's fun. And, and then there's there's like an underground like betting ring as well. That that's that that plays like okay, it's like fancy rock paper scissors. You're supposed to be predicating on on like anticipating like and the other person's strength, but but it's also like bikini wrestling. It's interesting. It's, it's weird. It, 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 it it's it's. Like two steps forward, two steps back. If if, if, if it's like representation of women, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I, it's, I I do want to give it a wild. shot since it is on Game Pass and PC Game Pass at that. It's yes. Make sure you play with a controller and um, definitely get to like chapter five with it because that, that that's when it starts really opens openings opens up when you start doing real estate and start gaining income and give a better like lay of the land and then you start doing the telephone club. And the various sub stories too. The sub stories aren't hard. They're just like, all right, here, here's some nice, like, uh, dumb little, like, funny side stories you do. Mm-hmm. That does factor into um, your your side hustles. Like, you're you're doing your real estate, or you're doing a the, you're running a cabaret club, which like that one's pretty fun. The the, the Majima side hustle that, that one's pretty fun, but. Yeah, it, it, besides that, like I'm, 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 I'm a uh, little, little, uh, little sparse on like any, anything new. I, I do think here, until besides... um, Final Fantasy VII is a slight I, dry period. I know uh, Persona Five Royal withstanding. So what's up? I mean, everyone like enough been says it's like, oh, what's new with it? Like, does it make it better? Okay, yeah. That's that's pretty much more, more, right, it's more of the remake. same. Besides, like well, once you get like well, I mean, fifty hours like, in, and, and you understand no, the I game mean, better. There's like there's new things to find in Persona Five Royal, like the uh, world seeds. Like, there's there's brand new mechanics like from the from the opening game. Hmm. I've been playing a new game. Was that what you got, Brendan? No, <clears throat> it's called One Step from Eden. It's really oh. good. I am going to say that it's my favorite game of 2020 so far. Um, it is a... So everyone is calling it like Slay the Spire meets Bat- a Mega Man Battle Network, which is probably completely accurate, but has someone who has not played either of those games. <laughs> um, I I can see it. Like it lo- it's, it, it's obviously the Mega Man Battle Network, like grid-style combat and all that stuff put into a Slay the Spire style card deck building roguelite type of game. Um, And there's no like running around RPG stuff. You're just going between different like events and encounters that happen in that grid based combat stuff. But it is so good. It is incredibly good. Everything about it is just right up my alley. Um, If anything, so a lot of um, a lot of little like okay there is a lot of strategy and synergy in the game and i won't Mm -hmm. like get too into all the stuff that i've been doing with it but it does this really smart thing where you can so there's like different sets of cards and um as you're going through a run you can set which card sets you want to find in the little like reward booster things you get at the end of each uh combat encounter so, like, I really like Phalanx and Anima. So, I'll, let's say I'll set up those two sets, and then I have a higher percentage of getting those. So, I can create a deck that isn't completely random, which I really like. I haven't really played many deck builder roguelike type deals, and I know they're super popular right now. So, 
Um, that might be a thing that they all do, but um, I, it's just super smart. Really, it it's um, it's a really well designed game. Uh, I will say that it feels like maybe some of the rewards are a little bit slow. You might have to do like two or three runs to unlock like two or f- two to four extra cards here and there, and it's pretty difficult to unlock characters early on. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of characters to unlock, um, but it's it's um, it's really fun, and you can get like a run, like in and out of a run in like anywhere from like five to 30 minutes, you know, like 30 minutes is like the very, very end. If you do like a fully successful, uh, really methodical run. Um, I don't know. It's, it's good. And like the, the, the character designs and the graphics and everything, it's, it's kind of that, um, that no borders pixel art kind of like, um, what is it? Like, kind of like, uh, hyperlight drifter almost but mm, bigger sprites okay. and and um but that that fluid really bright animation um and the world is very similar to cross code i don't know if anyone any of you guys have played cross code um which is like one of my favorite uh, indie rpgs ever it's like a hybrid between uh, secret of mana and fantasy star and that's kind of what the music is like too it's a lot like cross code's music which is itself a lot like uh, Fantasy Star. Um, oh, boy. I don't know if you guys ever heard me talk about that there's game Brendan before. Brendan Bingo for um, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and then there's even there's a, the main character of CrossCode, uh, Leah. You can unlock a skin for her for the first character that you play as in uh, One Step from Eden. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like it's just all gameplay. Like there's really no story to speak of here. I mean, there is. And, like, you're fighting different characters. You're trying to make it to Eden, this place, this, like, techno-futurist utopia place. And, um, you know, I I don't really know what everyone's motivations are and don't really care. But it's, um, I don't know, it's really good. It's really fun. I, I think if you like something like Risk of Rain or, I mean, obviously Slay the Spire and Mega Man Battle Network... But I could even see, you know, Dylan, I could really see you being into this because of the way it looks and plays. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminded me a lot of um, Dead Cells. Mm. And honestly, that's kind of like the loop that I'm feeling. It, you don't unlock stuff quite as quickly as yeah. you can in, in Dead Cells. and But, like, it's so fast-paced and so so easy to just, like, jump back in and start another run. And it looks and plays so elegantly. It's a really fun game. It's difficult. Like, there's kind of a learning curve. And there's a lot to keep track of. But it took me, like, maybe an hour, 45 minutes to really wrap my head around everything. And it's all... There's a really good tutorial. It's And there's a lot of good guides online and stuff. So, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. that's I'm definitely probably going to... I could see myself playing this a lot throughout the rest of the year. Um, and, like, it's funny. I didn't think I was going to get into anything... Uh, before the Final Fantasy VII remake came out quite like this, but I'm already like, I don't know, maybe if the Final Fantasy VII remake doesn't click for me, at least I have this. It's super, super fun. So anyway, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Sweet. Yeah, dudes. Yeah, it's it's it, I, like I said, it's kind of this in-between time, I'd say, for most of us. Like, Animal Crossing's here, but like, it's... For me, it's not a game I obsess over. For me, it's a game I just play for like an hour. Figure I, I'll do some stuff. I'll do some chores. I'll 
I don't know, dig under rocks for money and like check out my uh, fruit and like it, it, it's a nice, tidy little checklist, you know. So I, I've, I've it seems like not it's, been super it's giving everyone a lot of mental health, like uh, a nice mental health moment, you know. For sure, for sure, I can definitely see that. Like it's just very relaxing, very soothing game. Yeah. Yeah, except for the part where you just get a whole bunch of fucking carps and loaches and well, bass. Well, you and know, fucking... I I miss that period. Now all you get is eggs. just water eggs, sky <laughs> and eggs. water rock eggs and eggs. sky eggs and Leaf rock eggs. eggs. And all I get eggs. is eggs. Vanity Olivovo. Yeah, one thing I can't get at my grocery store. My friend, my friend wrote a song about eggs. How is it that you? I don't, I don't get that because we're. I don't get how. I don't get how people. I don't understand why people are so upset about milk. It's milk. It will go bad. It will go bad. Why are you people acting ridiculous about? You can freeze milk in ice cubes, uh, and you can do that, and that's fine. But we have plenty of milk. We have plenty of eggs. We have plenty of everything. I still get calls. Most people are not fuck faces about it. Hey, wait. Um, are we talking about real life or are we talking about Animal Crossing? <laughs> <laughs> so, see, now I, we're talking I, about I, real life. Okay. okay. See, see, I, I, really I visit the island know. of Costco a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, it's no, it's, it's just, fine with all of our stuff. We don't just, have problems. Just, don't go to the grocery store on a weekend. That's that's always a bad trip. Yeah, don't do that. Everyone um, still goes on the weekend, despite like you know, yeah, you, you can go during the middle of the week, even in the evening, well, and it's still I mean, dead. A lot of places around here are doing limited hours, and if someone else is an essential employee working elsewhere, they might only be able to go on the weekend. So what's True. nice for Sprouts, we do have our our we've cut down the last two hours for open for regular people but we still have like an employee shop so if yeah. like my closers or somebody or even like an employee from a sprouts that lives around us which is nigh impossible there there's one person uh <laughs> because i my store is in the boonies it's on the edge of like civilization like they can shop sunday surprisingly this sunday was really slow Saturday was bananas, mm-hmm. uh, but Sunday was great. And Friday's turning into be one of our busier days. But Tuesdays and Thursdays for most gro- grocery stores is empty. Empty, empty, empty. Like, that's our lowest days. And I think for Sprouts, we're, we're going to start bringing out curbside drop-off. Mm-hmm. Like, you order, we pick it in store, we go to the curb, you get your shit, and you get out. Um, just four people. Cause I had to do that Saturday. Like this guy called and he's like, me and my wife really have bad a- asthma. You know, yeah. our Instacart, our order isn't going to come until Tuesday. There are multiple day waits for Instacart. Uh, those people are in there constantly. We have a few of them that are in there 10 times Jeez. a day. Yeah. That's how crazy it is. They're like, we'll only go to this. We'll only do Sprouts shopping because y'all have everything and y'all are nice. And all the other customers <laughs> are not dicks. And I'm well, like, that, well, I that's because mean... everybody is nice and we want to be healthy. And <laughs> like we have a nicer clientele than other stores. Right. Well, that's um, good, though. I mean, at least you, you can say that about yourselves, right? 
<laughs> yeah. something. I mean, we could. I mean, we 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 put it so that there's an exit door and an entrance door, because yeah, we are sanitizing smart. all of the carts. Yeah, yeah. That's like we this... hired people just to sanitize carts. They're adorable. Wow. I love them, and I want to keep them all, but I don't think I'll be able to. Um, but I, they're like, we just need vegan butter and almond milk. That's all we need. <laughs> you think you can help us out? And I was like, are you? Where are you now? And they're like, we're in the parking lot. And I was like, I'll be right out there. So I got their debit. I got their credit card. I went and got those couple items. People were not mad that I was doing that for other people. Like other like other customers or employees weren't. They're like, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, there's a couple of people outside who can't come in. They need some stuff. Like I did it. I left. I came back in. They were super helpful. They tried to give me 20. I refused because I will get fired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will get fired if I take a tip. If I see one of my cashiers get a tip for working super hard, I am not going to say a thing. Well, there you go. I will not. I refuse. Like, if I got a tip at some of my old places of business, I would just go and buy cupcakes for the store. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, they gave me a 10. I'm buying $10 worth of cupcakes or cookies at the Kroger across the street, and everybody's got cookies. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's an interesting aspect of it like for 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 when you're not prompted for a tip i obviously when you're doing when people are delivering food like tip them but like in the event of like you're just going through the the drive-through and like you you just want to you know slip them a five or like do some sort of like tip like it's it's always weird like that like do are are they allowed to accept so most most companies most retail stores do not allow for tipping yeah. Uh, at all. Like, we're not allowed. If we, if a customer comes to me and says, hey, Kayla, this cashier over here was amazing and they did something super cool, I have these cards called Star Cards, which is like a $5 gift certificate almost. Yeah. Um, I fill it out. I say that they're amazing. I put my name. I put their name and the date. I give it to them and then they can buy whatever they Almost whatever they want with the five dollars. Alcohol is not allowed. Darn. <laughs> okay, so so, um, so 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 I can go to my local Giant Eagle and I can I can let the manager know like, hey, I'm giving everyone in, who works here um, five, the equivalent of like five bucks worth of money in uh, Bitcoin. Is that, is that correct? No, that's no. Don't do that. No. Okay. All right. No. I mean, you can you can tell the manager that 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 employee is doing a good job, like. This person in the vitamin department is super knowledgeable. They might not. They might have something equivalent to us, to what mm-hmm. I do with my cards. And we're supposed to give out a hundred of them a month. Mm. Uh, I have no problem doing that. I will do it all day long. Uh, it's the writing down people's names that's annoying. I just want to pre-write and be like, all right, they did good. Here you go. They did good. Here's the date. There you go. Mm. Um, but there's there's surveys and stuff like that. And then it, most employees they get something for that. Hmm. Like they'll either go for a drawing for like a hundred bucks or, you know, something like that. Like there's always incentives for the employees to do well besides not getting fired for not doing their job correctly. Mm. Right. But it's it really helps if the customers understand that that feedback helps them too. like not just bad reviews, give good reviews, Mm. too. Bad reviews are bad. Like, we don't like them. I hate them. Yep. I hate... They suck a lot. Well, I don't mind if I get them. 
because I'm a manager and fuck those people. Well, you can just tell like a bad review had some like some shitty intent behind it. Yeah, but those they're weighted yeah, all the same yeah. though. Like they're still valid yeah, reviews. Yeah, they're all weighted all the which same. Which sucks ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But more more good more good reviews help out. But yeah, if if you know, I'm walking past and like a customer slips somebody a five. I'm not going to say shit. Yeah. Okay. To that employee. I'm not going to be like, no, no, you can't take that. It is now the stores. Like I ain't doing it. I'm if I, if they do it uh, outside of the store, like somebody helped out this woman with a cart full of groceries because she's got seven kids at home now and she just needs a fucking break. So she like left the house to go shopping good on her. And she hands my cart attendant a 20. They don't need to tell me. I don't want to know. Right. Like, don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. Okay. Don't ask, don't tell. Like, if they do All tell right. me, like, I'm not going to say a thing, but don't say anything. Like, I'm not going to say anything if you just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. It, like, it's I didn't, like hear, the, I didn't hear a goddamn thing. It's when I was doing more of the uh, even ba- even catering and ba- and uh, banquet serving stuff, um, we sometimes would not register our tips to the IRS. So we usually when we get it in cash, we just don't register mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and that's like, because yeah. that's your your t- tip based service. Like right. my all the places I've ever worked never did tipping ever. Um, I mean, because I think there was a, that fate. I've told the story before when I worked at Toys R Us for Christmas. These two grandfathers bought a gym set for their grandson, right? And I helped them out to the car, and this gym set was multiple hundreds of pounds they tried to tip me and i was like no like i can't take it like this is for your christmas you know but whatever they bought or my store like pizza for like three or four days the, you know i would the, for the overnight crew there would be pizza and they're like it's from the guys that kayla helped with the with the gym set, because I was like, I don't want, I don't want to, I can't take your tip. I will get fired. That's a lot of money. Like, <laughs> but if you show up with pizza, then we might as well just eat oh, it. Oh, well, I mean, because then it wasn't to me, it was to the store. Yeah. And that's the difference. Like, if I, a manager, got a tip, I immediately give it to my employees. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep this tip. I'll buy pizza. Right. I did it all the time, because people would do that with Office Depot. You know, if I did a really good print service, like they would try and slip me a ten. I'm like, everybody, we got we got pizza, <laughs> five dollars of pizza. Let's go to Little Caesars. Let's go, about to say, let's go to Little like, Caesars. Yeah, yeah. There's a Little Caesars on stop. I had I had customers just bring food. You know what? This might be this might be a hot take, but Little Caesars is all right, man. It, it's fine. Yeah, Little it Caesars is, is fine. It's all right. Yeah, it, you know fine. what you're going in for. I mean. I won't touch Papa John's with a ten foot, thousand foot pole. <laughs> like never in a million years will I have Papa see, John's. I'm, I'm actually curious Stay about tuned. Papa John's because like I, I think I've had it once in my life and I just haven't you know like it, I, it didn't register in my head like what type of pizza it is. I I enjoy Father John's because uh, I like the garlic sauce. <laughs> Father Jonathan's. I think they, that is the I only think, thing I do not like him as a human being. That's why I never ate there or Jimmy John's. No, it's Papa John's. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Jimmy John's is different. I, I also think, I also think, I also think it well, is well, different. Jimmy but... John's like that CEO like kills endangered species. Jesus, like yeah. he's a big game hummer, okay. and like there's a picture of him nude on top of like a 
a whale that he killed. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, fuck that and guy. so okay, is the I... guy who did Papa John's. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay. So we brought animals uh, my, my, my choices for lunch downtown are very limited, so sometimes I would get I would get um, Jimmy John's because this is one of the few deliveries that can make it to our building. All right. Hmm. We brought animals into this. Question. <laughs> Has everyone seen no. that? No. <laughs> Why haven't you seen Tiger yes. King yet? Tiger no, King, we, I've seen it. I've we can't seen get it. into it, it now. We, we can't do it now. Yeah, it's not the time. It's not. It's not the time. The, oh. We, we got to do like a. We got to do like what we did for End of Ava, but just for Tiger King. Like we can't. We can't it's, just tack it on in the last little bit here. Dude, it's so good. It's. Bonkers. I don't even know it's good. It's I don't even so know it's good. Fucking crazy. It's it's wild. Um, and it's just it's definitely a wild. Like ride. I know it's. More, mm. as someone who the more you think about it, the more you sit down with it, it's it's. Go on, sorry. No, just as someone who watches professional wrestling, it has a lot of that wrestling, like thing. Energy. Like it's there's a there's a progression every episode, and like it'll lull. There'll be a lull in the episode, and you're like, okay, well this will be when I can come off, and at the end it's like, oh, but you thought this was happening? No, fuck you. This is something that you didn't even think about. It's like what the fuck? It was just it was a whole show of just what the fuck every time. It was it's entertaining, but the more you sit and think about it and you know see how some people were portrayed and how how some of the um topics were um the, the, the amount of oxygen like some of the topics were were topics were given kind of leads me to to believe that um there like the, the the topics that that should have been focused on and, and, and the portrayals that should have been taking place were were not um taking place well my thing is and i told somebody I mean, this, like, like the 50 something year old man who who coked up and methed out a couple straight boys and then married them and kept them doped up yeah totally well my Ugh, thing is like i i'm I'm in a huge proponent of there are no good guys in this. No one is good. Everybody is like uh-uh. a bad person. That's mostly true, but the, but the the least evil person of all gets kind of get the kind of got the villain treatment here. Who's the least evil person? Carol. Uh, you mean the, Carol fucking sucks. Carol Baskin sucks. Yeah. Carol Baskin sucks shit, dude. The the like, she really. Mm. She's using the, the, she's using the shitty... guise of fucking like saving yeah. these tigers, but she's not. She's just taking them, dude. Like they're not fucking getting a better life with her. Like no, I have. If she, I, if she also doesn't have pay... a wildlife sanctuary, they could go to a much better place than where yeah. they're fucking are here. Or uh, if she also her. doesn't, she doesn't pay her employees like anything. Like fuck, Carol Baskin. They're they're volunteers. Suck. Yeah. Like I understand, I've heard some criticisms like that. Oh, you know, people are just po- dogpiling on her, and it's you know, it, it, it's for they're they're overlooking other stuff. And sure, okay, fine, but it's like she's not like she should be given like a fucking pass here. Like she's I, just. I, as... I, I'm not implying that she okay. does. I'm like I, all I said was like lesser of the many many evils here in, in this in this series in this docu. I think the only good people in that show is saf and yeah. yes he is he's the, the only, guy he's with the only no legs player. the guy with no legs yeah yeah it's the, the guy with no legs and then the yeah it's the it's the employees of joe like they the employees that of one joe. guy who is is so drunk 
at the end because he's so yeah. fucking depressed. Yeah, that like, was fucking that sad, man, dude. It was hard to watch that. The, the guy who's like, I don't fucking care about how many yeah. wives that guy has. Like, fuck. He is him and Saf and the guy with no legs. Like, they're the purest in that whole thing. It's fucking and, telling that fucking real fucking Tony Montana is in there and he's the least fucking batshit person in the whole show. Like, holy yeah. shit. These are not good he's people. A footnote. He's a footnote. <laughs> he's a fucking footnote. Like, and then I, you know what? I think a lot of people think that we can't get to it. Okay. We, a lot of people think that, uh, they're giving Joe like a pass or they're like, he's like a hero. I, when I watched it, I thought he was a fucked up bad dude who was abusing animals. Well, I, like, I didn't get the, this whole, like, yeah, he's thing. a hero. Like, no, he's not. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Before he did all of that, he owned a pet store in Arlington. Yeah. Like that did snakes and stuff like that. He he owned a place in Arlington, and the reason he first set up that sanctuary was to stop what yeah he initially kept doing. Yeah, it's and they kind like, of, they touch on that in the last the last bit of that. Yeah, the last that like last 10 episode. Minutes. We should really like do a full fucking deep dive on this. Like, yeah, there you go. I think we have to make me go insane. See what we'll, we have that. To. Um, of the impression of, of of Joe throughout the, throughout that docu series, like he is the protagonist here. He he is the main focus, and it's just because that he's camera is on him twenty four seven. He's the protagonist. And he's an dynamic figure. Yeah, I, no, I think he's, he's the, protagonist, the subject but he's of not a documentary. He's, but he's I'm not, not rooting for guy, Joe. Though, right? I didn't want yeah. fucking him. I don't want to win. But like, like the, the way the document is, documentary is centered on him. It, it, it kind of like it's like oh let's let's see him be be zany in, instead of I don't I know I think they horrible. really fuck with POV. Um, they start like Joe Exotic is like the good guy, and then they, f- they then flip they it skew hard. everything. Yeah. They flip it, and they keep they like plat. It's like taking dough, like bread dough, and then platting it. And making yeah. everything more twisted, and it's not just like it's still a fucked up story. It's mm-hmm. just so twisted around into this intricate knotting. Like you don't know what's up, you don't know what's down, you don't know what if if this is the seated rye or the pumpernickel. Like you're like everything is just. I've watched a lot of great British Bake Off the last two weeks. I am so <laughs> sorry. Honestly, if there's anything about like the way that they portrayed stuff, it was like by the end of it, I was like, you know, did they, they just kind of focused on how shitty and crazy and bad Joe was. Can we talk about how shitty and crazy bad Doc Antel is and all these other like? Dude, so he's much the one. He's the one who there. got. It's a literal Doc Antel. Doc Antel got out of it like a fucking rock star. Cause he was just like, oh yeah, you know, I was this guy on Letterman and everything. And they're like, oh, you're going to talk about that again? Nope. We're never going to bring it up ever again. Like he got away. Yeah. Humongously on that. Like there's, that is the fucking story. I mean, or, me, like, or they story. might be fucking euthanizing tiger cubs. Right. When they're not yeah. so cute. Oh, that made, oh, and that woman. So you know that that they're doing it. Yeah. Okay. No. Here, so here's, you want to hear something fucking crazy that just happened this morning? Okay. So Michelle, when she, my girlfriend, uh, a few oh. years ago, she lived at a, um, like an artist community up in Northeast Portland. And one of the artists that she knows, uh, j- yeah. she like does these paint, she paints on skulls and stuff. Um, uh-huh. And she got contracted by 
the, by the son of Doc Antel to paint a tiger skull. Where the fuck did they get that tiger skull, huh? I, maybe that tiger just died of natural causes. Who knows? But uh, for uh, for a dude who's currently under scrutiny for potentially euthanizing baby fucking tigers, uh, that was uh, that was like, what the fuck? On top of the the wage slavery sex cults that he's running yeah. there, yeah, like it, it was focused on for, for like a half episode. I, I, it fe- felt like, and then it's like, you, all right, yeah, I, we'll just push it off to the side. Yeah. We should. I don't think we should get we too should into it right now. This. We need to like. Yeah, we. This yeah, is, we should say this I for like a full. At some point, we need to really do a Tiger King episode. We do, and I mean, yeah, and like go I, through I like mean point serious. by point. <laughs> like it's <laughs> there's so much here. It could we could be here for like literally another hour and a half, and yeah. I don't know about you guys. I don't got that. I don't got that yeah. kind of time. Like it was a seven hour documentary, and there's still so much more stuff to it. Yeah, like it felt like it was over too quick, and it was still yeah. It's just long. funny how it's all coming. Yeah, to a when boil they stopped, right it, I was like, "Excuse me, sir, I, like, I don't uh, understand." Uh, I've been yeah. I've been keeping up with the Joe Exotic stuff like before all this because of the podcast I listened to, where I I could just tell that this is all going to reach some kind of crazy like uh, like boiling point, and now it's a fucking Netflix documentary now. Now it's everywhere. Yeah. Now you can't get away from it, and like that's part of the uh, annoyance on my end. But I mean, that's that's just how things yeah. are. It. It's a it's a sure. new and, it's the new Netflix hotness when everybody's at home, you know. So mm-hmm. that, that and also like my, my my final bit for right now about about it is like you're gonna see so many Halloween costumes of Joe Exotic. Oh yeah, because of this They're documentary. Already, yeah. And I just want to punch him in the nose. Already doing it. Rob Lowe did it already. Yeah. Oh, he's a piece of shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but just like more to the point where, where, where like the documentary doesn't really paint him as that much of a villain even though like see, we, we all see that i disagree like, i disagree like i think a lot whole, of the, people fucking think the he's whole a piece episode of shit, dude i think people but, don't like him <laughs> the whole episode when they're when they're talking about like how he's antagonizing carol like they were not painting carol like oh she's like she is a a, a, a bitch and he needs to go after her they're like this dude was crazy going after this lady he didn't even know and then it goes into but she may have killed her husband like it's it's literally saying like no, all these people fucking suck. Joe is is yeah. shown as like he's kind of the biggest fucking asshole next to the guy from uh, Las Vegas. That guy fucking sucks. But yeah, that he's guy like, sucks like too. they all do. Yeah, Jeff, he, yeah. Oh, yo, Jeff. Jeff is actually the real fucking villain. Of that whole thing. Jeff could fucking eat a whole bag of dicks. I I hate Jeff with the with the passion of a thousand sons. But they don't. They don't do him they and don't that do weird sh- ass haircut, dude. <laughs> oh, they don't. Oh, you talking about the the guy in the jet ski? I lost my shit when he was riding that fucking jet ski. He's like, I just had to feel. I had to do what I felt was right. Like, but they don't. I think the whole point of it, they didn't show anyone as great except for the staff for Big Cat Crown, uh, Country. That was the whole thing. It's like that staff was like, no, these are actually the people yes. who are having to grab get their own food. From the tiger, uh, from the tiger, um, left, left leave over the dump and, truck and full of expired stu- meats. Yeah, yeah, like that, those are the people I felt like were the actual like heroes of the story because they yeah, actually gave oh, yeah. a shit about those cats. Ugh. And that's the thing. I think like so many people are like, oh, they. 
they're everyone just loves this fucking animal abuse. It's like no, they don't. Everyone's fucking pissed about how all these tigers and everything were treated. And like no one is out there being like fucking. He's the best. He's the greatest. I love him. He's a goddamn joke, and people know that he's a joke. And and he's not a good guy. And I don't think that. I just don't think that. I mean. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm completely missing some giant uh, subsection of this, but I think it's it's a complete misread to look at that and go, "Yep, they made Joe the protagonist and the good guy," because they they definitely fucking don't. He is not a good it's, guy. It's it, I, 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 more to my point. It's just because the focus was so so much on him, and like you can like half the time it was just like him being just like. I don't know, like, like, like but that's because that, legally that, that, he's the only person that it could have been focused on because of everything that was already out due to those trials. Like, you can't just go like lean into mm-hmm. all these accusations about like people like Doc Antel and stuff without some sort of like some sort of like substantial shit. And he like he just got raided while that thing was being put out. And like Carol mm-hmm. Baskins. Like that shit's been litigated. People don't know. It's all very confusing. Like the only the only like entryway to this entire world of bat shit fucking tiger owners is through this stuff that Joe was Exotic, already publicly yeah. known through D- Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's I mean, it's like, I, I'm yeah. Let's pause. I'm not contesting. It. Yeah, let's pause this conversation because I do think we do need to like sit down and actually do like a full on yeah. episode about this because uh, there's so much to it. There's just so much. And, like, this is, like, to kind of use a parallel. Like, I just watched WrestleMania last night, and WWE did something that was... they Transcendent? It, it's legitimately <laughs> art. And, like, it, I don't use it as, like, the, oh, wrestling is art. Like, the, the normal wrestling bullshit where people are like, oh, wrestling is art, because, like, I get something emotionally from it, and uh, I get that, and I've been there. But they literally use a quote-unquote match because it wasn't a match to distill and dissect a character in john cena like his 15-year run as a character and like actually look at it and be like this is a character we built as like the ultimate good guy but how is he a good guy he's a bully he's an asshole to people all he like when he had the ability to make someone better, he didn't do it. They let John Cena and Bray Wyatt go out there and dissect storytelling in WWE in the most artful form, and it was just like, I, it was such a mind fuck to me. I was just like, what the hell? And I was supposed to record a cheap podcast and explain that. And like I was talking to Matt, and Matt's like, uh, he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't think that was for kids. It's like I don't think that was for kids. I think that was someone. I think that was John Cena as a person, like. Hey, let's dissect this character that I've been Dissecting playing his own character for, oh, for almost for 18 years. Let's look at this like as a as a actual character. And it was just it's it's literally I don't know how to recommend it because I want to say everyone should go watch it. But honestly, you need to have years of having watched John Cena, the character grow to they get this fucking end of Ava like mind fuck of like. <laughs> What if you what if you dissect so, John Cena? Like it's yeah, wild. I I, I saw quite a, quite a few clips from it. Um, not not the whole thing in context, but it's definitely going to be a thing where like people are going to be extracting that and adding their own mm, background music to it, like adding some like different flair to it. So at, like at, it will be at, memed around. 
at one point they basically make the parallel that he's Hulk Hogan. Like he literally, they do yeah. like the old, they do like the old eighties. The like, NWO. They, well, they do the NWO. That's like the culmination of it. Like, no, you became Hulk Hogan. But they even go to like Saturday Night Main Event of like doing like an old nineteen eighties promo, and it's shot in like the old nineteen eighties. And John Cena, he's 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 exercising as Buff McHuge dude, and he's doing a Hulk Hogan promo. And like that, the whole thing is like he never knew how to grow as a performer because that's who he thought wrestlers were supposed to be. They're supposed to be Hulk Hogan. It is so genius. I don't use that word it, as it a is pejorative. the ultimate it, like <laughs> smart mark match. <laughs> it's I, it's it's legitimately art, and I don't understand how it happened, and I can't I can't explain it. But I don't I I honestly don't have the time here to break down like this is the genius of this match. Yeah. it is. But let me ask so you this: wild. Does it make the fiend all worth it? Yes, that's the thing. I can't wait to <laughs> I can't wait to record that podcast because I, I I've had a big argument like because the fiend sucks. Because, like, as a wrestler, I really hate the matches they wrote for it. I wrote for the character, The Fiend. Uh, But the thing with The Fiend is, as a character, every person he's wrestled has changed their character. So the whole storyline is, like, he kind of makes them see it. But you never – because he always says – he knows – like, when he does his promo, he always says, let me in. This was the first time we got, quote, unquote, in. It makes all the sense in the world. Like, he's a guy who makes you confront the character you've been playing – it makes you confront the things that they do. So of course you're going to change. It is the most it is the most gratifying storytelling of all time. You literally had a character for thirty years for twenty years that you that you just instantly and here's here's here is what John Cena is. And you're just like as a fan, you're like, all this makes sense and how how in the world And this was like the night the night before that they had two old men fight each other in a graveyard. And I was like, well, that's the pinnacle of wrestling because who could ever do that? And then they were like, well, actually, we had this fucking art we're going to give to you. That was just fucking dumb bullshit that you loved because you like dumb bullshit. <laughs> but here's actual fucking art. Yeah. Kudos to World Wrestling Entertainment. I yeah. never thought I would say yeah, that. Yeah, like fucking kudos. From from just the expect- – the, the, uh cursory glance at like last night or no no two nights before like that, that first night was it's like all right what do i expect for, like a, a good match from the wwe warehouse would, would look like it was that okay cool and the next one was just like just this is like i've i've never seen this before it i i remember tweeting out i was like because again i don't like bray wyatt matches i was like i can't wait for bray wyatt to fuck fuck up this cinematic wrestling is what they're calling it and i was like i can't wait for him to fuck it up and to be like like, yep, throw him in the trash. And then they literally do something. I, I've been watching wrestling for almost 30 years now. I've never got to the point of, like, being so engripped in something where I could not sit down. It was that transfixing. <laughs> it was – it's it's literally, it's literally like an art. It was an art installation piece that was just live. And it, it – I COVID-19 has fucked up a lot of stuff. And I really hate to see what they would have done without this outbreak. Because this was the only way you could have done this match. It 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 didn't be enjoyable at all. This was literal perfection. They had the Vince McMahon puppet say during the match, "Oh, this is good shit." Like this is like, (laughs) it's so good. I I I don't understand the context of that. So Vince McMahon, um, it's a very again, this is very smarky. It's I said this is why it's not it's not for everybody. But um, he used like the. 
the thing like where this man would see like stuff that like normal people would look at it and be like oh this is fucking embarrassing as shit he would be like this mm-hmm. man would be like oh this is good shit because that's what he likes um and that's what this was it was like like it was every Vincent Man in joke. It was Vincent Man telling them, "You got to do this or you're fired," and all this other stuff. It's it was it was not only was it taking the piss out of John Cena, it was taking the piss out of Vincent Man as well. Because mm-hmm. it's like you have no idea, and like the whole point of it was Vince is the puppeteer. Yeah. Yes, the whole the whole apex of it is John Cena cut a promo on Bray Wyatt saying that he was the most overhyped, over overhyped over um over like produce like bullshit uh wrestler of all time and you think it's just like him telling that to bray wyatt and he's and but, john cena's gonna take him down because of that right. but but when the match happens <laughs> at the, the end long. at the end he's talking to himself bray wyatt's about to finish the match and he says it's time to end the most overhyped over overdrawn wrestler of all time and it's john cena talking about himself it is literally it is it's so weird how fucking perfect that was it's, I would, ugh, I would have taken a whole written and directed that. by David Lynch, <laughs> dude. If if that came out, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. It is that good. It is fucking that good. It's so genius. Ugh. It's so genius. Yeah. So, um, it's just the same thing with Tiger King. I think Tiger King, like, you can't tell that story without Joe Exotic. It's very important. And again, I think we do need to take time to actually sit down. And talk about it because there are arcs in there that have to be talked about. Um, really fucked me up with the guy named Travis killing himself. That fucked me oof, up. Oof. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Luckily, I had a, a good content warning on that. So, if you haven't seen Tiger King, content warning, there is a suicide. Luckily, it is not shown, but you can hear the gunshot. Uh, and it's not great. And so, the live reaction to it? By the piece, <laughs> like some people were like, "Oh, that guy's a good guy." It's like, no, he's nice, a piece of shit libertarian. He's not a good guy at all. That guy sucks. But by uh, by by proximity to everyone else, he, he's he's sane. Yes, like yes. the big personalities around him, like like. E- 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 also, can they get uh the the dude who looks like cracked out Batista some veneers? Like, I get it. Like, you had meth <laughs> oh, and whatever. Messed oh. out Batista. But like, can we get him some veneers? That would be great. I would I would appreciate <sighs> that. Is that this show? Is, are we done with this show? Yeah, and on that. Yeah, let's shelve it. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh from this shit show. John Cena discourse coming all the time. If you want your John Cena discourse filled, you can show us in the cheap podcast over the Laser Time Network. Um Yeah, we're gonna be recording that this weekend. Uh yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna record be a good that time. this weekend. I, I, I. That's definitely one I want to listen to for sure. Yeah, that was a whole thing. Uh, but if you want to listen to what we do here on this show, you can go to Patreon.com/PNB and get our PNB Presents feed a couple of days early. This week, uh, we have PNB FM's sad songs going up. Um, last week we uh, yep. had me and Brendan talk about Iceborne. Um, which I wouldn't say is out of date or anything since I've, I've continued playing. We, we set it up so that we're going to talk about the end game once, uh, they get yeah. some of the, the May and June content out. We, we went through the main Iceborne story. Exactly. And if you want to, 
And hey, stay tuned because uh, Brennan's got some some hot takes about the Monster Hunter Iceborne story. Oh that yeah, you'll hopefully hear in the next yeah. couple of weeks. We've we've got we've got a lot going on here on the PNB Network. We I really feel YouTube. like bizarrely 2020 has been our strongest like most consistent year. Um, yeah, I've yeah, got YouTube. Um, I've got some YouTube. side quest episodes coming up soon, and YouTube. Yep. Yeah. YouTube. Yes, YouTube. Yeah. Shout out to YouTube. Sorry. Sorry. Shout out to the uh, Patreon. Yeah. Go do your pitch. I'm, I'm, I'm scrambling. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I brought back PTFGN. It is now a new show on YouTube. So it'll be a weekly new show, kind of going through the news of the week coming up. Uh, the first episode was talking about Final Fantasy Remake Week, uh, which we are currently in. Um, so yeah, going to do some new segments. Uh, so if you want to interact, uh, go to YouTube.com/slash PNB. Uh, subscribe to us. Um, that's where the Let's Plays will be. That's where PTFGN will be. Slight stuff, addendum. I don't is. think that's the URL because I think you need a, like a subscriber retention threshold before you can have custom URLs, but rest assured, yep. uh, I'll do what I can to get that. Just look up, uh, PTFGN, PTFGN specifically on YouTube and you'll find it. Yes. And if you want to help us, uh, I in brought all it back. these different endeavors, been... you can go to patreon.com slash PNB. All it costs is a dollar to get all of your exclusive rewards and... We appreciate all your help. And so then, uh, you yeah, find for, Dylan for PNB. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. You huh? find Dylan at Tyranny. You can find Kayla at Kayla Neal Wrights. Uh, you you can uh, find Robert at Twenty Three Beach. Uh, you can find Brendan at forgot your is it Brendan L underscore L H Brendan underscore L H. No, let him go. I don't let him go. I he it. wanted to do it and. You, I'm and sorry. you can find, <laughs> and you can find uh, me at Austin underscore Walker. You can find this show obviously at, <laughs> at Waypoint uh, Radio. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab Austin Walker and I'm gonna grab him and have you talk with him about like a certain level, and then, and then you can't do that pitch anymore. <laughs> exactly, you, you, you can't, you can't do, do, do that. No, yeah, it'll never you, you happen. Can't, you can't plug will, the man himself. I will never talk to Austin Walker, so it's fine. I will always use. You can find me at Austin underscore Walker. He'll he was talking about red, like a certain red steel level, and I was half a mind thinking about like I should I should go reach out to him. It's like, hey, TL wants to interview you about this. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's Don't make no me do way. it. There you go. Don't make me do it. I'll force your hand. Call, I'll, you know what? I'm gonna. I'll rub shoulders with your Tony bluff. Wilson. We'll make something I'll, happen. <laughs> I'm calling your bluff. It'll never happen. I will never interview Austin Walker. So I can keep you doing my joke. So you can follow me at Austin underscore Walker. Uh, I, can't wait to hear, I cannot wait to hear the PNB Presents feed when you guys talk about Gundam. I can't wait. At, oh, at, my God. Fo- don't even. <laughs> you Jesus. follow the show at PNB Cast. Um, for Kayla, for Robert, for Brendan, for Dylan, I am TL Foster. This is PNB. I hope you fuck good. Stay tuned for our G Gundam Rewatch podcast. Mm-hmm.